Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. And today I'm going to talk about Gondola Wish. If you have not heard about Gondola Wish, crawl out from underneath that rock that you've been sitting under for so long. Gondola Wish is one of the names <clears throat> that uh, Project Stargate went under as it switched from different agencies from CIA to DIA to NSA to all these different alphabet soup networks. But basically, <clears throat> Gondola Wish was in effect as of 1978. And if you go on CIA.gov's website, you can actually read a little bit about Gondola Wish. It's underneath the Stargate category and has some really good information about um, what they were trying to do, what they were trying to accomplish, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. So <clears throat> what I'm going to refer to is this document that states uh, as a headliner, Gondola Wish Assessment Report happened or was written and produced August 25th, 1978 um, by the 902D Military Intelligence Group. Um, <clears throat> it was released under CIA. Um, there's like secret with the, the word secret crossed out on top. It's got in handwriting, excellent paper with somebody's uh, initials on it. And it says not for foreign dissemination on the top. Um, it was classified by AS or ACSI. I'm not sure what group that is. Um, <clears throat> But they actually had the date that it was to be declassified on, which was December 31st, 2008. So you're talking 30 years exactly. <clears throat> so it's just so cool to see some of these documents and see that they're actually legit. And to see that these stories that people have written about in books and articles is actually legit and, and verified through the government. Um, and what Gondola Wish was trying to accomplish, according to, to this executive summary, was that they were trying to keep up with the Soviet th intelligence threat. Actually, what no the first very first paragraph states is, this office has been investigating the intelligence threat posed by the Soviet state-of-the-art, state-of-the-art, it says, parapsychology since September 1977. So they state they are investigating the intelligence threat of the Soviet state-of-the-art parapsychology. So basically, they're saying that the Soviets had one up on them because if Soviets are state-of-the-art, <clears throat> what are we, right? We must have been below that. So it's really interesting to see them actually refer to this. And so this document is actually stating what they're trying to accomplish. They're trying to, trying to basically create their own defense system or offensive system to meet this uh, parapsychology threat. And in order to do that, they state that they are going with their number one gun, the Monroe Institute of Applied Sciences. So Monroe Institute of Applied Sciences, or MIAS, MIAS, uh, as it's referred to in the document. So the reason they went with Monroe was because he was uh, referred to them by so many different scientists that they had worked with. Um, uh, Dr. Tart uh, recommended them. Um, 
Kubler-Ross, who wrote a lot about um, afterlife experiences and out-of-body experiences, she referred to um, Robert Monroe as basically the, the father of out-of-body experiences. Um, and since he had had them since he was younger, uh, all the way through his adult life, and had developed a system, a gateway system, uh, through which you would go through auditorily, you would listen to this uh, beat, these binaural beats, and launch yourself into an out-of-body experience. So he had developed a system <clears throat> far enough back, before 78, to get the government's interest. And so the government went with him and uh, actually paid him to train uh, some of their soldiers. And I'm going to read a little bit more about this here so that you get a little bit more of a background. Um, but they state that the parapsychological technique to be used in this program is known as the out-of-body experience. They didn't want to go with the um, uh, remote viewing. They didn't want to do remote viewing at, at all. I mean, they really wanted to go with out-of-body experience because that puts you in the location that's not just remote viewing remote viewing is like a sense it's like smelling a place smelling a you know a strawberry jam company four blocks down and you can smell it and you're like okay oh they i, I smell strawberries and i smell um blueberries you know you can, you can get a sense for the place but it's totally different when you actually end up going to the store and you walk into the store and you see everything inside of the store uh, that's a different scenario altogether. And so Gondola Wish focused on the out-of-body experience, and that's exactly what they wanted to do. So that's what they went for. <clears throat> and it's really interesting. They go on to talk about um, the out-of-body experience is one in which one's center of consciousness seems to be in a spatial location separate from that of one's physical body. So they're actually just talking about exactly what it is. They're defining it. And uh, they state that it's different. An out-of-body experience differs from what Stanford Research Institute, or SRI, uh, in Menlo Park, California, calls remote viewing. So they're differentiating the two in this document. They're really specifying exactly what they want to do. They want to have a, somebody separate themselves from their body and they want them to physically go to the location so that they are there and they're getting the exact intelligence uh, that the military is looking for. Uh, remote viewing can get you information but not as detailed as actually having your astral body go to the location, looking around the place, listening in on conversations and then coming back and telling telling your you know your officers about it. <clears throat> So the document goes on and talks a little bit more about um, the liaisons between the CIA and the DIA and, and um, the Foreign Technology Division. Now, the Foreign Technology Division is really associated with a lot of alien technology. You know, and That's where uh, supposedly a lot of crashed UFO ships, any alien um, technology usually ends up. So to see that they had the FTD in, in this document was kind of interesting, too, and that's kind of how it's linked to, you know, the UFO phenomenon is that, you know, a lot of these, you know, parapsychology sciences, um, you know, these fringe sciences 
really are associated with a lot of UFO technology and information as well. You know, they knew that they could fly ships with their, the thought of their mind, and so they <clears throat> they knew that the mind was was extremely powerful, extremely potent, and they're starting to explore that even back into the 60s and 70s. So it goes on to talk about Robert Monroe being the executive director, and they actually have the agreement in this document. In paragraph 4, they talk about paying him a $2,000 fee during the months of October and November in 1978 <clears throat> to train three of their uh, military men to become out-of-body ex experience experts and be able to be psychic spies. Um, <clears throat> so this is, it's really cool, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, I, I know I say that a lot, but it, I'm just, I'm a big fan. Um, so, and then the second page, that's the first page. The second page repeats most of the first page. Um, it talks about how Monroe surfaced um, during a review of an open source document with Dr. Kubler-Ross, who I talked about. And it talks about her working with terminally ill patients uh, and that she had also undergone the program, uh, his specific training program for the out-of-body experiences, and succeeded in mastering his techniques without difficulty. So some of this document just backs up and recertifies Monroe as being an expert in this category, in this uh, this field. It's very, very, uh, very profound. Uh, states that the product of remote viewing is usually only a graphic depiction of a target area, whereas the out-of-body experience may include not only a graphic picture of the target location, but also record a subliminal telepathic communication with individuals at the target location. So see, this is exactly why Gondola Wish was a, was different than Stargate. <clears throat> Stargate, according to uh, guys like uh, Joseph McMonagle, who was remote viewer number one, was in the Stargate program. He wasn't in the Gondola Wish program, and if he was, he would have talked a lot about out-of-body experiences that he was doing. But he only speaks about doing remote viewing. And he did have a couple of out-of-body experiences, but they were not in the military. They were outside of the military. It was before he got enlisted into Stargate. So, you know, it's interesting to see the progression of of this, you know, whole uh, parapsychological out-of-body remote viewing program uh, accelerate throughout the decades early on it seems like they really wanted to go out of body like all the way get all the information but maybe there was some danger maybe there was some reason they decided to not do out of body experiences anymore maybe there was some conflict some danger involved um i know joseph mcmonagle remote viewer number one states that when he uh did some remote viewing of some reptilians that, you know, they knew he was there, they weren't too fond of him being there, and they basically froze um, when he was remote viewing them being in their space spaceship and, you know, uh, flying around or doing whatever they were doing, they basically froze. So I wonder if, you know, by doing maybe an out-of-body experience, that might have put him into jeopardy, or maybe they found out that there was jeopardy by doing out-of-body experiences for their military men um, in other ways, you know, that I, I'm not aware of. But it's interesting to see that they did this early on. <clears throat> and it seems like to me it would be the best 
best way to gain information. Uh, you're there, you're, you're hearing everything in according to those documents, you know, you're getting some subliminal telepathic communication uh, with individuals at the, at the location. So, <clears throat> you know, which way do you go? Well, apparently, they, the next group, whoever inherits this, <laughs> this project, it seemed, like I said, it seems to have gone down through the different uh, agencies, and whoever inherited this uh, project next, or at least funded it, um, decided to go with remote viewing instead. Anyway, going back to this document about Gondola Wish, um, they talk a little bit more about the, the Foreign Technology Division. They stated they were mostly interested in Monroe's work, but they hadn't had time to evaluate it because they were probably working on some alien technology stuff. But uh, they continue to talk about um, that they wanted to verify the Soviet parapsych parapsychological agency. They, they wanted to probably do some spy work on them. Um, they stated that SRI, Stanford Research Institute, had some success with remote viewing, but they had not dealt with out-of-body experiences, um, even though it appeared that Soviet research had been done in this area uh, and that it was the product of 10 to 12 years of sci scientific lag in the U.S. So they're stating in this document that we were 10 to 12 years behind the Soviets in this. And isn't that interesting? It just seems that, you know, the U.S. is just home to, you know, ideas and, and, and you know, innovation and creation of, of ideas. And it just seems like the Soviets, they had us beat in this area. I mean, by 10 to 12 years, and I mean, that might even be taken it lightly. They might have had us beat by 30 or 40, 50 years um, <clears throat> by the time that we actually heard about it. So it just goes on to talk about how they did security checks on Monroe just to make sure that he was loyal to the U.S. Uh, I think if you are doing a psychic program, you better not be <laughs> disloyal. They're going to find out, right? Uh, I'm pretty, pretty sure of that. Um, so they, they go on to talk about how he's the director, um, that, uh, they talk about how he, actually his history, Monroe's history back in 1958 about being a broadcast executive and then beginning to have experiences that altered his life and unpredictably without willing it, he found himself leaving his own body to travel via a second body, according to the document. Um, to lo locales that were very far away. Um, he found himself floating above his, his bed with uh, his wife and another man in his bed before he discovered that the other man was him and that he needed to jump back into his body. So it seems that some people, they, they just seem to have out-of-body experiences just spontaneously happen to them throughout their life, whether it be when they're very young or older, or they can just be trained to do it through the Monroe Institute and through their their uh, their gateway program, <clears throat> which they use uh, different brain waves to reach those states. Uh, some of the brain waves are the theta brain wave seems to be the one of the most popular to get you into that state of um, uh, of being able to achieve the out of body experience. So. <clears throat> So it goes on to discuss how he how he became uh, an expert in the field. I don't know why they needed to justify that. Um, 
but it does talk about um, different brainwave rhythms in, in this document, which is also interesting, you know, because sometimes we don't see this in government documents. Uh, we see that it talks about the brainwave frequencies that they were trying to reach, uh, the delta range, and they talk about the hertz uh, that the delta range is in, the 0.5 to 4 hertz is during sleep or when an individual is otherwise unconscious, that alpha rhythms are 8 to 13 and associated with uh, an aware state, and then your theta and delta, which are more deep, deep sleep states. So, um, so they talk about that and, and some of the experiments that they wanted to achieve. Um, but at this point, Gondola wish con Gondola wishes concept of training their military personnel is finalized, and on May 3rd, 1978, Monroe was contacted and given a security indoctrination on the sensitive nature that he was going to be involved in, and that it had to be kept confidential, and they were going to pay him the two thousand bucks. Which I did a little bit, little bit of research uh, with inflation; that comes out to be about eight thousand dollars today. So. He, he got he, he trained three guys for eight thousand bucks between October and November. It doesn't say how many hours he put in. It just says between October and November he trained these guys, and that seems a little cheap, you know. I mean, he's giving these guys like the keys to the kingdom, man. As far as like spying goes and intelligence gathering goes, and he's only charging eight thousand. I mean, that's probably what he was charging, <clears throat> you know, just the general public anyway. So, anyway, that's just one document about Gondola Wish, um, you know, and if you're interested in the Stargate program, uh, it just goes under so many different monikers, it goes under Gondola Wish, Center Flame, Grill Lane, uh, Grill Flame, Center Lane, um, and I, I think there was a couple others too. But Gondola, which seems to keep coming up and up and up, and it just it makes me more interested in it because they did focus on the out-of-body experiences, and I want to try to do a little bit more research into the CIA reading room. And it's free. I mean, it's you know it's open. It's it's open to the public. You know, it's not uh, it's, it's not hiding. It's out. It, anybody can read it. So uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. So anyway. Always looking to, towards human potential and human capabilities, and this just gives us, you know, more hope into human superpowers. You know, we are all, we're all superheroes. It's just up to us to untap it and give ourselves the allowance to open up our minds to, uh, to receive it and look into it. And take a look into Monroe. Uh, take a look into the YouTube videos that Monroe has on YouTube, you can listen to a few different binaural beats and obtain some of the uh, experiences that some of these people are paying a lot of money for to go to his uh, farm in um, Virginia. So take a look at those. So until next time, keep safe, keep healthy, and keep exploring. There's a whole untold world out there just waiting to be explored. All right, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe, out.